everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Winging It F1 podcast, because this is our 2022 F1 season preview. Yes, unless you've been living under a rock, it's race week, which people seem to love and hate as a concept. Um, but here we go. We're back for race week. We're back for 2022. We're back for Formula One, and we're all incredibly excited for the season. And we're going to run through what we expect to happen in Bahrain and probably what won't happen in Bahrain. Um, I'm Freddie Coates. I'm going to host it today and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Nigel Chu. But in place of Adam Dickinson, who's out living his best life in spring break in America, we have Ellie Jane. Ellie, welcome to the Wing yeah. Podcast. Welcome back, friend of the podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How's everybody else? Yeah, all good. Yeah. It's been good to yeah, it's been a good, been a good fifty months since Sydney's last on. So, so yeah, yeah. Well, gotta gotta call in a favour when you can. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna go through what we think will happen, and we're gonna start first though by looking back at Bar- Barcelona, looking back at Bahrain and Barcelona tests, and seeing what we can kind of draw from it because so much happened there. Everyone seemed to have completely different stories we've got kevin magnuson's back in f1 Haas have gone from zero to hero f1 team out of just in terms of personality in the grid um and it's just been a bit of a wild test nigel how did you make what did you make of the bahrain test it was pretty well not crazy it's just I think there's so many storylines and I think the main takeaway from it is the field is so, so competitive this year. And with new regulations, normally the gaps open up, but instead it looks like it's got a lot closer. The top three teams, you can put them in any kind of order. And the next four or five teams, you can do exactly the same. And even at the back, we're not completely sure who's got the slowest car this year. So... It just looks like we could have such an exciting season, just like last year. Hopefully it's a bit less controversial, but there's so much to look forward to and I just cannot wait for this weekend. Yeah, Ellie, what was your main takeaway? Um, confusion. I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but it's like we don't actually know. It feels like this is... I think testing always means nothing, but this is the first time I feel like I have no idea where anyone actually is. Like... Mercedes came with this crazy car that had no side pods and we were like okay what does that mean and then they were it was just weird and then obviously good one was Kevin Magnussen back no more other guy which is great so Haas are now a really likable team and that's nice that was a nice thing to take out of testing. Oh definitely we've got to talk about Mercedes taking a knife to the entire concept of Formula One cars from the 1970s um, onwards and basically coming with an incredibly different aero package. Um, I think, yeah, we should definitely touch on that because it looked like that, in a way, held them back, I would say, Nigel, because they had to get on top of a whole new concept of car. And now they seem to be the team who haven't got on top of setups as well as everyone else. They seem to be the team with the most violent porpoising. What do you make of that? I'd say so as well. And I think... We're so used to being fooled by Mercedes always in testing, even if they are slow, you always think they're going to come back. But at some point, that won't work. And that could be this year because if they were sandbagging, the car wouldn't be oversteering, understeering, and just looking like a right hand wall for Bill Hamilton and Russell. So I don't think they are sandbagging. I think there is genuine problems. It's just a matter of can they fix it for this weekend's race or will it take? Till Australia in round three, will it take till Spain? Uh, will it even take to the second half of the season? So I think it's just how quickly can they fix it? Because I think there's lots of potential in the car, and they'll still be right up there. But if your car's if your car is handling like that, then you could have real problems. Because surely it'll be hurting the tires, uh, not having the right balance doesn't give the driver confidence. So there's a influx of problems they've got which is how quickly can they fix it Ellie do you think they can get on top of it or do you think um, are, do you think I it's think relevant if they don't need gonna, to I think they're probably going to bring the side pods back and they bring that they see they had different cards see in um, Barcelona I imagine they'll probably it seemed fast that still seemed pretty quick I don't know I'm, I'm not an engineering expert they are so I'm going to leave them to it <laughs> 
I think the good thing is they've got two solid drivers on my side who, as much as they both say, we're not going to win, we're not going to win, they probably are going to win a few races, if even if they're that bad. Um, I think it'd be interesting. I think everything, as I said, I'm, no one really knows anything right now. I think that's the honest truth. I think we will see in qualifying. And if it is what everyone's saying, which is they just come out and they have a one-two, I'm going to be a bit disappointed. <laughs> Well, with George Russell, he finally gets his chance in the Mercedes, as Mercedes seems to have their worst test in in 10 years. Um, even though they've had a few testing shockers, 20, 2021, 2017, ring a bell. But um, do you think Russell will be able to take it to Hamilton straight away, Ellie? Do you think it's going to take him a bit of time to get to that? Or do you think he's going to be fighting early? I think he's been there. I definitely think he's going to be there. If he's got the right car, I definitely see him being, again, being able to battle with Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz, and I'm putting them up there because I think they are going to be the people who are going to be fighting for wins this year. Um, Hamilton, I think it's still going to be difficult. It's difficult for anyone to take it to Hamilton. He's got so much experience. He's He's got all the records. You know, there's, there's a reason for that. I think it's going to be difficult, but I think he t- took it and blew it out of the water with Bottas. So I'm expecting him to definitely be there, getting it a bit quicker with Hamilton. So I think he could be there. Yeah, I think on Saturdays, Russell's going to be a real threat because even Bottas qualified Hamilton four or five times last year. So I think Russell can do the same, if not more. It's just whether on Sundays, Hamilton with his amazing tyre management skills, can Russell match that? I'm not quite sure. So he'll be fascinating to say if Russell out qualifies Hamilton and he's ahead head in the race, but was a bit slower in the race. What are they going to do then? So I think that's the fascinating thing for them. I think Russell, I think we're going to find out if he is a future champion in the first four or five races, I think, because all of the great drivers, they come to a new team straight away and they're right on it. They don't, they don't need time to get used to the car or, 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 or the environment. They just straight away perform. So I think the first four or five races, we're going to see how good Russell, Russell is. That's bold. You're buying on the pressure to George already. Um, well, if, if you just got to look, look, look at history, don't you? Hamilton, yeah. Alonso, they're all, you know, that, that's exactly what they, they, they did. Yeah. Oh, no, you're exactly right. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of confidence for George going around. And Mercedes obviously think he's... Um, good enough to put in that seat and to give him the opportunity to fight. I mean, what is it? Um, the little stage thing from Drive to Survive that's been going around that's just like, um, good news, you're in the Mercedes, bad news, you're against Lewis. It's just like, oh, I'm going to say, um, I mean, they're both great drivers. Um, how, how, how do you think it's going to go for you? Oh, I don't know. I was trying to be on the fence. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because we've seen so many people be put to bed by Lewis that yeah. it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's just people we've seen Lewis walk over aren't people who won GP3, F2, all on the bounce and then had the best qualifying record and nearly won in their first go in a Merck anyway. So I think this is going to be a harder fight for Lewis than I think he expects, in my opinion. Um, I really want it to be really close because otherwise it'll be disappointing because we've all bigged up George Um, and that would be I think that would be a big surprise and using that as a segue we're moving on to who will be the biggest surprise of 2022 that can be a team it can be a it can be a driver Um, and okay well I I guess it's second biggest surprise because Kevin Magnussen coming back would be the biggest surprise (laughs) and that's already happened but Ellie I'm putting you on the spot a bit here but who's going to be your biggest surprise of 2022 Okay, I'm thinking, and I'm gonna go. This is this big surprise. I'm gonna go meet Schumacher. Oh, all right, hear me out. That because uh, you've always said Kevin Magnussen, so I'm gonna say maybe has to hold because that has does look fast. I think Ferrari seemed to have brought a pretty fast engine, a pretty good engine, which I'm very excited by. I think has seems to have done a good job. They haven't bought two different cars as somebody suggested in Drive Survive. Um, they haven't built two different cars. Both the drivers seem pretty fast. Um, I think it's really exciting. So I'm going to say Nick, because I think he's going to score some points this year. And I think his and Kevin Magnussen battle in the team 
but interesting because Kevin, let's not forget, has had a year out of F1. That can always change how people are when they come back. However, Kevin is, as we all know, a very, very good driver. Um, but I think Mick could be interesting because in his second season, his track record is pretty darn good when he comes into his second year. So um, I think he's going to be a big surprise this year. Mm. I think that's I'm a really gonna... good point about his second season, actually. Anyway, sorry, Nigel. That's oh, all right. I'm going to go... I was going to go Guan Yu Zhou, but I'm now going to go Yuki Sonoda. I think Sonoda's going to come back, and I think he could even threaten, say, getting into Red Bull next year. I think last year, it was what I think he... Well, he, he obviously learned a lot, and that one mistake in uh, the Emilia Romana Grand Prix, when he crashed in qualified from there, just went downhill, and he only came back for the final race uh, when he performed quite well. And I think that final race has given him the confidence, hopefully, that he can do it, he can match Gasly. And now he's learned all of the tracks, uh, which is a massive thing in F1. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a lot closer to Gasly and he can even, even beat him. Uh, Bahrain as well started there. He went really well there last year. He, he was really, really impressive. So if he can do something similar this year and then not crash at the second race... And I think he can just get the ball rolling almost. And I think he can gain momentum and we'll see the best of him, hopefully. I've been trying to come up with mine. I've been sort of going through every team in my head just as you were speaking there because you took mine. I was going to say Yuki Sonoda. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the driver you decided not to go with and go for Grand mm. Yu Joe, Joe Grand Yu, whatever it is. Um, and I think he's going to really hold a candle to Bottas pretty early on. I think he's a really capable driver and I think capable suits F1 much better than people think. Like you can be the barnstormer, exciting driver who wins everything, but you can also be a really safe pair of hands and work. And I think he's going to do that very well, which is the kind of driver Alfa Romeo needs after having, we've worked so well with Kimi being there. It was obviously why German actually didn't work well there was because he was so erratic. So I think they've got a bit more of the erratic driver in Bottas because he can be up and down. I think they're going to have a good, safe pair of hands. He's going to do some very, very nice little race drives, in my opinion. Um, well, I hope so now. Um, I think I think you get a few of those drivers at Sauber who've gone under the radar, like Marcus Ericsson, who used to do some very nice little drives there. But I think I think Guan Yu Zhou is going to surpass that a bit. Um, I, think, I think just because someone doesn't do outstanding in F2 or F3, it doesn't mean they won't. You know, they're, they're going to be awful when he gets left one. I mean, classic example is Schumacher, is it? Michael Schumacher, yeah, when he joined F1, he didn't have the best junior career, but then he ended up being one of the greatest drivers ever. So, you know, I, I, I'm not saying Joe is going to be that that kind of level, <laughs> but he, 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 I don't think he'll do too badly. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a that's definitely a, a title thumbnail kind of quote there, comparing Guan Yu Joe to Michael Schumacher. But anyway... Um, <laughs> And now we're getting on to the, a few more of the kind of random predictions that just are ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> Nigel, get your pen ready because we need to make a note of these. So okay. we're going to go straight in with two different questions. We're going to go, how many different pole sitters will there be and how many different winners will there be? I haven't given this any thought. This is going to be completely off the top of my head. and I'm going to forget everything. Um, so... Because you wrote the question in the planning doc, Nigel, I'm going to come to you first. And oh, thank, number of different politicians and number of different winners. Um, don't have to name them because that's boring. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, different politicians. I'm going to go six politicians and eight winners. Ooh, I think I said okay. that last year as well, I think. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's, there's 22, 23 races, isn't there, this year? So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And last year, there were how many winners were there last year? Six? Six, yeah. And pole sitters last year, there were fewer than that, wasn't there? Four. Uh, Nor Norris. Five. Norris, of course. Um, yeah. Norris, Bottas, Perez, not Perez, Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton, Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah, and Bottas, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got okay. six spots, it is eight, eight winners. Okay, much closer season then. 
than mm. two drivers going in on equal points to the final race. Um, Ellie, are you going to be even more optimistic than Nigel? Um, I'm right, Paul, I'm going six as well. Oh. Okay. And then winners inside him. I'm going to go nine or ten. Ooh. Oh, wow. Half the grid, half the field winning mad. a race. Half, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, we've got Sebastian Vettel in there. Like, I think he might, might maybe Joe. both McLaren drivers. Yeah. The top Ooh. three in Ferrari. And say even Red Bull, all their drivers. It's a good I point. There's that. a lot of race winners that. there. Mm. Uh, I suppose it depends on where all the all the cars end up, but we'll get to that later yeah. in the in the in the episode. Um but yeah. See this is gonna make me sound really disappointing. Because I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say five pole sitters and six winners just because I don't know. I, I just if you think about it, last year you had what you had Hamilton and Verstappen won a lot of races, then Bottas, Perez, Ocon and Ricardo won one. And yeah. I just got it to six. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and question. plus last year was it. pretty last year was pretty crazy in itself. So if we get two years in a row of that, that'd be pretty bad. So but yeah, it's F1, very, is it? I'm very optimistic, but I'm thinking a lot of those drivers I put in there will only win one race. <laughs> I do want to clarify that. Some of them yeah. will win on off chances. Well, yeah. They all win two races, and that's 20 races. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a championship that would be. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and th- speaking of the championship, this is probably going to be influenced by our previous answers. Where's the championship going to be decided at? Is it going to go to Abu Dhabi? Is it going to be decided in Austin? Who knows? None of us. Ellie, take a stab in the dark uh, if it's based on fact, definitely. Abu Dhabi. Oh, Abu Dhabi. Nigel Chu. I'm going to go Brazil. Brazil. Okay. I was going to go Brazil as well. So <laughs> can still go Brazil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're slightly less optimistic then. Um, yeah. <laughs> those eight different winners are going to come early, Nigel, aren't they? Um, Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more to say on that. We don't know anything. Um, this is a little one that I threw in there into the into the planning doc because I thought it was also an opportunity for us to say something outrageous. The first penalty of the season. It could happen in None a few days' can, time. All um, of us can go safe now and pick the one we want to pick because he's left F1. Yes, we can't pick. We can't pick the former Haas driver. Um, I'm going to pick um, both McLarens and say they're both going to start from the pit lane. I just came up with that mm. on the spot. I don't know if that counts as What's a penalty. <laughs> they're both going to have to change their gearboxes or whatever overnight and then change their entire car and then they're going to start from the pit lane. Not gearboxes, brakes, I should say. Brakes, because their brakes are bad. That's what it is. True. They're going to have to change their brakes and start from the pit lane. I'm going to go Lance Stroll for oh, going over the white line or something out, outside when he pits or something. <laughs> yeah, Lance Stroll for that. Um. Max has happened for something. Don't know what. Yeah, something. Just something. Fair enough. Um, Touching the rear wing. <laughs> yeah, it might touch a car again. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Penalty. You can afford it. Um, <laughs> you can. Championship bonus means you can touch whatever car you want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now we're going to get onto sort of the meat, the meat of this um, podcast, which is who we think is fastest. Who we, which teams we think are going to come out on top over the season based on testing. Obviously, they can develop as the year goes on, but we're going to go with what we now think the top 10 constructors order is. But to give us some time just to um, double check on all of that, we're going to go over to our esteemed absent co-host, Adam Dickinson, who's in sunny New Orleans in the United States of America. That was the wrong accent. Um, and yeah, 
So wrong side of the content world. <laughs> yeah, wrong side of the world. Anyway, over to you, Adam. Yes, hello. Sorry, I can't be with you today. I'm in New Orleans, very sunny New Orleans. So you know, I'm sorry, I can't be with you. But these are my constructors' championship predictions for the upcoming season, and it's a really difficult one to predict. I know we've saying this for ages, but it is really difficult. And I'm going to start out. In 10th place with Williams. I think, you know, testing the boy goes plan for them. I think Albert will give them not sure what the team will have to see. Alfa Romeo, 9th. I think they'll be quite close to Williams, but yeah, they've had a bit less go wrong for them. 8th Haas, I think, has been really fantastic weeks. Probably one of the best weeks they've had in a, row, in a while. They've got K Mag back, and I think that's huge. So I'm going to go 8th. I can maybe. I can see them going 7th, really, but. I don't quite have the uh, have the spuds to predict that. So seventh is going to be Aston Martin, sixth place Alpine, fifth place Alpha Tauri, all of them are pretty close. I think Aston are at the back just by view of having a not great driver combination, but you know the the Alpine is looking fantastic either. So I can see both of those being pretty close. McLaren fourth. Yeah, I think they've got they've got too much talent in the driver line of the thing Ricardo will have a bit of a bounce back year. And then into the top three, Ferrari third. I know they've had a great pre-season testing, but I kind of I trust Mercedes too much, so I'm gonna put them second and Rebel first because they looked really strong and the staff and the Paris look very settled driver lineup. So those are my predictions. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. So that's Adam's top ten. He's gone for very different choices to me. Um but that's part of it. That's part of the confusion that Eddie was talking about earlier. Um, interested in his um, confidence in Mercedes. That's fair enough. Um, they do. That's not fair enough for now, I would say. But it's interesting. It's, yeah. Who knows? Maybe come come the end of the season. Um, should we should we do it where we all say our tenth fastest team at the same time? So, yeah. okay. Nigel, <laughs> who do you think? Currently, is the slowest team in F1. I think Williams is the slowest, and it will be the slowest. <laughs> Ellie, who do you think is the slowest team? Williams. You guys are never going to guess who I think is the slowest team. Is it Williams? <laughs> it's, it's Williams. I'm sorry to say, Williams. All four of us have put you as the slowest team in F1, and that's a shame. Because they were, you know, they had a they had a decent Barcelona. It was nice. The car had looked like it had good pace and that it was very settled um, and a very steady car. Not steady as in slow, steady as in aero. Steady, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, they had a a shocker of a test and in Bahrain and really haven't had an opportunity to show the pace. It's not like they've been really obviously on long runs it's not like they've been really like gone for the glory runs either but it doesn't point to them being anywhere higher than they were arguably over the past couple of seasons um would you I mean, that said, they still they still might score points at some point because the field is that close and if there's an attritional race which might happen in the first race or you know or if the track suits them and they still could get 10th or 9th somewhere so yeah yeah, definitely. There's a lot to a lot to um, potentially happen. Obviously, they managed to get into Q3 on merit a couple of times last year with George. Whether Alex Albon and Nicholas Latifi can lift it to those heights, we don't know yet. Um, Latifi was becoming a match for Russell by the end of the season. Um, but who knows? It's a complete question mark. Um, Ellie, do you have anything to add on Williams? No, I think... Like, I want to see them do well, of course. I think everyone does. And they were slowly improving and they didn't finish last last year, which was nice. I just don't think they've made a big enough improvement to, to go anywhere else because it seems the whole grid's improved and everyone's closer. Finishing 10th now isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it doesn't mean that like, you've made like a terrible, terrible car. I don't think they'll be like as bad a back marker as they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a... That's... Exactly the point. They're not going to be a bad backmarker. But anyway, um, looking just ahead of Williams onto ninth position, Adam put Alfa Romeo. I'm going Alfa Romeo. 
Ellie, who are you going for in ninth? Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Nigel? I've gone for Alfa Romeo as well. Alfa Romeo and Nigel. <laughs> it's just going well, isn't it? <laughs> we've got, the, we've got the, the back end of the grid sorted. Um, Nigel, what, what makes you think Alfa Romeo are going to be ninth? Is it similar to Williams? You haven't seen enough? Or is it definitely? Uh, I think I think I've, I think I've shown glimpses. It's just if there's any team which is going to have uh, problems early in the season, I think it's going to be Alpha because the porpoising was damaging the floor and then they had a gearbox problem on the final day. I'm just not sure if the car can hold up. And I think Bottas has admitted that as well. So if you can't get to the end of the race, you can't score points. So I think that's going to be the biggest problem. And whether they have to sacrifice performance to make sure that they can get to the chequered flag, that's another question as well. So that's why I put them ninth. Eddie, what about you? I think, well, it's just like, I don't, they're a bit like Williams. They've made an improvement and they've got a good engine in there, I think. But I don't see them improving enough. And I think they've got a solid driver in Bottas, who in the midfield did impress when he was at Williams. So I think he could do a very solid job. But I don't think they'll have made a good enough improvement to be getting a bit higher. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're waiting to be proven wrong by Alfa Romeo, but we, we don't think we will be. Um, because we're always right. Um, eighth place is where I think I'm going to ruffle a few feathers with this thing that I wrote this morning. But anyway, um, uh, but we're not going to go to me first. We're going to go to Eddie first. Who's eighth in your Constructors' Championship right. prediction? This is, uh, this is going to be like off the whim, which one I pick here? Alpine. Alpine. Oh, okay. Nigel. Um, oh, I've gone the same as Adam with Haas. Okay. I've gone Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri? In yeah. eighth? In eighth. Was my, I, was between I, thought... the t- I was between Alpine and Alpha Tauri, to be fair. Wow. <laughs> explain Nigel. yourself, Freddie. Okay, I'll explain <laughs> first. I didn't think they were very good in Bahrain. I didn't think it was heavy fuel. I didn't think they were hiding it. I think they were... It's disappointing. I think if you look back to Alpha Tari in previous tests, so 21-20, you can kind of look, you know, if they're doing similar programmes, they look good last year. If they're doing it in a similar vein this year, I don't think it's quite good enough. I mean, it's all on a whim and it's in that kind of pack for me where it's a bit of a blob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so really, this this car could be fighting for fourth in my eyes, but it's in my eyes, it's also eighth. Um, it's that kind well, of I mean, thing. To- to be slower than Haas, which is, you know, you've got higher, that is, that's a bold claim. <laughs> you wait for the next claims. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my going for Alfa Tari. Ellie, did you agree? Is that why you were umming and ahhing? Is that similar for Alpine? Yeah, Alpine didn't look good. The, the engine blew up. Like, yeah. it, it's, I think the reliability side might let them down. I think that's what could push. You know how we had McLaren, Honda, the reliability was the reason they were so low down. I feel like that could be the same for Alpine this year. Um, they have got, we've got the drivers to get them anywhere, but I don't think L plan has gone what right, and I don't think they've done the engine that well. I think they can definitely be there fighting for points, etc. Just don't think they've got enough in the bag with the reliability currently for me to put them anywhere else. And Nigel Haas, is this a legacy of? Haas's recent positions in your mind? Uh, yeah, I think it's just too... They've, they've got too much to make up. And I think... Uh, I, don't, I just don't... I think the other teams are just going to be faster. Now, ultimately, there's got to be teams at the back. And I think it's going to be, be the same three as last year. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a that. <laughs> completely valid reason. Um, moving on to seventh place. Adam's gone for Aston Martin. Um, he he said he didn't have the confidence in the drive lineup as he did in Alpine, AlphaTauri, and the like, which we can understand from his perspective. He doesn't really doesn't like Sebastian Vettel. Um, for seventh, <laughs> seventh, I've gone Alpine for the similar reasons with AlphaTauri and similar to what Ellie said. Ellie, I take yep. it you've gone for AlphaTauri for seventh. Yeah, I've gone AlphaTauri. Yeah, and uh-huh. Nigel. I've got Alpine as well, like you, Freddie. Uh, and I think if they are 7th or 8th fastest car, then 
Alonso, will he want to stick around? I think that's a big question. And this could be his last season. If I mean, if, if they're struggling to score points, then I don't see why Alonso would want to stay because he ultimately he came back for this season with the new regs. Uh, so I think that's a storyline to keep an eye on. I feel like he's going to be the guy dragging it to the seventh in the constructors' championship. Yeah. Really, I don't. I'm not being convinced at all. They've been mildly okay with what they've done, Alpine. They've not been upset, but I don't know what they're not upset about. Um, <laughs> it just seems not great at all. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that's basically where we are with that. And Eddie, do you have anything on Alpha Tauri? No, I think it's the same thing. Just don't don't seem great. They kind of showed the hand and that's it. Yeah, we're just waiting to be proven wrong. And who knows, the midfield's going to be completely bonkers. So there's only every chance that Yuki is going to dive bomb everyone into the lead. But anyway. Yeah, and some teams, I mean, four, 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 third or fifth best team, it might be Alpha Tauri one week, it might be Aston Martin the next, it could be Alpine, it could even be Al could even be Haas or something. So it's just going to change week by week and it's going to be about who can maximise their potential the most. Okay, we're getting into the middle of the, the midfield now because it's all so crazily close. For sixth place in the Constructors' Championship, I am going for Haas because I think it's a very good car. And I have confidence in their driver lineup, and I just want it to be sick. Um, that's kind of all I can say on that. Um, Nigel, who have you got in sixth? I've gone Aston Martin. Uh, I think they're gonna have a better car than last year, but similar to Adam, the driver lineup, Vettel and Schroeder, inconsistency of them both. I think that's going to let them down, especially when the midfield is so tight as well and the drivers are going to make a difference. I think compared to how being Alpha Tauri, that is where Metal and Stroll might uh, be exposed a bit. Okay, that's interesting. Eddie, who have you got in, in this position? Haas. Yes. Big up the Haas. Big up the Haas. Is it the same? You just think they've nailed the sacking off 2021 yeah i think so i think i was just like okay to look fast excited i want them to do well as well i do and i hope this means you know they have a bit less money trouble mm. I, yeah i want them to be sick yeah it'd be, it'd be amazing to see how much seven. oh there we go this is all gospel <laughs> We may have to see how much just them having a good mindset as a team might help them, might just clear a few things yeah. out for them. I think I'd... the idea of a guy not threatening to pull his funding any minute his son is bad because he's actually not got talent might help them a bit. Yeah, that probably will. Um, I mean, the funding then probably helped them now anyway, which is a nice irony. But anyway, <laughs> um, moving on to... So fifth place in the Constructors' Championship. This is where we start to see arguably a better position. I, don't, I didn't know what I was going to say there, um, <laughs> as you can tell. I've gone Aston Martin because I think they had a good test and that they were trying to sandbag a bit, in my opinion. I think that car was being run on high fuel a lot. I mean, I don't think it's being run on high fuel where it's actually the fastest car, but I think it was being run on high fuel to make us all think it was eighth fastest. Um, for some reason, I don't know why team sandbag never, never, never works on me. Yeah. Not never works on me. Never sits right with me. <laughs> you just want to test the car. But anyway, um, Ellie, who do you think is in fifth? Aston Martin. <laughs> yes. Ellie knows what's right. <laughs> so, I could, so my answer is going to be wrong then uh, I've got Alpha Tauri they're not going to be eighth they are going to be fifth <laughs> they've never finished fifth uh, in the constructors as Toy Rosso or Alpha Tauri as they're called now mm. I think this year is going to be the going to be the year I think in testing the car looked good compared to the other midfield runners it wasn't porpoising too much I guess the one question mark is development will they get beat in that area because I think compared to other teams they do get 
especially in the second half of the season, they do get brought back a bit. But I think the first seven or eight races, I think they could be right up there. And I think Gasly's going to continue his incredible form, which he's had for the last two years now. Great. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to discount Gasly. I agree with that. I think he's just soaring, and there's no reason why he Sonoda's obviously going to surprise. <laughs> yeah, Sonoda's going to surprise, with the yeah. least surprising surprise, because it was called by you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hazard a guess that we've all got the same top four. What, in the same order? I think, I think so. I doubt it. No, we can't. Okay. I don't say we are. Oh, okay, I right. think we might all have the same fourth place. I think yeah, we've got to say fourth. Okay. Say top. Yeah. All right. Are we all going to say McLaren? Yeah, McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. feels like it's just been a, a nailed-on fourth place since day one of Barcelona. And mm. that car was very, very, very pleasant there. It, it doesn't seem to be suffering from porpoising. They seem to have a nice sort of handle on their aero. It's just they had the most unreliable test they've had since the Honda days um, in Bahrain when their brakes just don't work after a while, which is a bad problem to have mm. with a car. Um, and so, Ricardo. Yeah, and Daniel Ricciardo has not been there. He's had COVID, and he, so we wish him the best, and hopefully he'll be ready for the race. Um, based on Bahraini rules, he should be allowed to go, but whether they will... But I think that's just more of just a rule, whether you'll be able to, allowed into the paddock from F1 and a different perspective. Um, but yes, McLaren haven't necessarily had the smoothest running, but they've got pace in that car. People were in Barcelona were arguably putting it as a top four car, not a midfield car. Are you, are you thinking that, Nigel? Well, Barcelona, I think they were just as impressive as Ferrari, to be honest. It's just Bahrain... Lack of mileage and lack of, I mean, they did 200 laps from the same as 385. So that's 100, at least 185 laps where they, had, where they had a chance to gather data, test the car, which is what testing is for. And they didn't do it. So I think that's going to cost them early on. And I think as well, Ricardo, is he going to bounce back? I think he will, but I don't think he'll reach the heights that he has in the past. I mean, yeah, that's something I'm interested to ask you. I mean, do you think Ricardo will be? Much better than last year, or is he going to continue it? I think I'm hoping it's going to be like her because I really like Daniel. I think the idea that a car that Daniel Ricardo has doesn't have great brakes isn't great for Daniel because he's, yeah. as we all know, like the king of late braking and if it's not, the brakes don't work properly, what, what's he going to do? Um, I think the fact that he's not been able to test isn't a brilliant scenario because that's him getting to grips with the car itself. Um, however, I do think he can bounce back. I think he will want to because last season he was thoroughly beaten by London Norris. And it, I think it was a bit of writing Christine Horner in the sense that it can't be nice to be beaten by this younger kid who, you know, I think I do want to see Daniel do well. So I'm hoping he just bounce back. Whether he beat Lando, I don't know. But um, I think he'll bounce back this season. Yeah, I think, I think everyone wants him to bounce back. He's one of the most popular sports people in the world, let alone drivers in F1. So hopefully he can he can put to bed the demons of 2021 very, very quickly in this season because it is going to be a question mark that hangs over him for the rest of his career, unfortunately. Um, but doesn't mean Lando's going to do badly either. They're both, they've both proved themselves excellent drivers. So hopefully McLaren can make that, make that, worthwhile for them this year you guys seem to think there's going to be lots of winners so maybe they'll definitely yeah, be in, in those years too. Win with his first race i think mm. i think they're both gonna win a race this year oh there we go well that'll put them fourth in the constructors championship um in <laughs> third in the constructors nigel we're gonna to go to you first who do you think is going to be third i think third is going to be mercedes <gasps> Mercedes, the reigning be, constructors champions. I know it's going to be the worst year since. Did they finish second or third in 2013? I, I thought they were second. Um, yeah, so it'll be the worst season since 2012, I think. I think. Wow. I think they'll still be near the top. They'll still win races. I'll just. At the start of the season, they might lose out too much and they'll have too much to catch up. 
compared to Ferrari and Red Bull. So they might develop their way back in. But I think mm. last year, for me, there was, uh, I guess, fragi- fr- fr- fragilities in the team. I, yeah, even Houghton made some mistakes. Uh, Baku, Imola, uh, off the pace at Monaco. Didn't have a, had a bit of a scrappy weekend in Austria as well. And in Russia, in Kofan, he, he crashed it in, in, in the pit lane. So I think this could be the the start of a decline for Hamilton and I think Mercedes might fall in that trap as well uh, but yeah I would like to see him win an eighth title though, but I don't see it happening I mean I don't think he's going to win another t- title in, in in F1 so yeah <laughs> It's like you rehearsed all of that Nigel like you wanted to get that straight out <laughs> of your chest um, Ellie who's third for you and do you agree? Red Bull. Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I, okay, this is a shot out of nowhere. I've had my top three nailed in for a long time, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I just think Mercedes will somewhere, they'll put out bad. Mercedes, I've just got a bit of trust in them. I don't know why. I've got a lot of trust in that team. I just think they're just going to do something. Red Bull developed so like far into last season. I just think they could have some things wrong with the car so I think I'm putting, but I don't think I think it's going to be like I'm expecting a very close battle between all three of these top teams I do not expect this to be like an easy fight I want them all to be battling and changing places every week um, so that's why I'm putting them third I just think they developed so far into last year they're going to struggle a bit towards the back end of next year and Red Bull as well Perez you know for them to when the constructors, Perez has got to do a lot better yeah. as well. Mm. Not, yeah, he has. Negative, I, I guess. The other two teams have got a solid two drivers that you know I think are going to perform every single week. And Perez, unfortunately, he was a bit off the boil and people go, oh, he's better than Bottas. I don't think he was better than Bottas last year. I think yeah, Bottas didn't win as much. Like, he didn't win phenomenal, but I think Bottas did the job. And look, he did the job because he won the title. So, yeah. there we go. Wow. I didn't expect Red Bull to be there, not going to lie. Um, I'm going to say Mercedes. Yeah, I when you... Mercedes as well. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like they're going to take a lot longer to get on top of everything. I feel, like I said at the top of the top of the episode, I think they've, 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 I think they're the team who's underestimated the ground effect troubles the most. And I think that then has been helped by their development. I think they, we, we know they're good with their B-spec cars in the second test or at the race. And I think they're lucky they had this second test. I think they would have they would have planned out as if there was no porpoising. Then there was porpoising. And they, but they've already designed a second concept without that in mind. And that's made the porpoising much worse for them. Um, in a way, like with Red Bull in 2020, they had decent pace in 2020 testing, but then developed the completely wrong concept of car because they had correlation issues for the whole of the pandemic which meant that the whole of the first lockdown, at least, meant that by the time they got to Austria in 2020, their car was all over the shop. And then they went to Hungary and Rebel was struggling to get to Q3 in Hungary, which shouldn't be on. So I think Mercedes are going to have to take a lot of time to kind of get on top of this car. I think that's going to eat into it for them. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a resurgence to the end and it'll be really close, but I think it's going to be difficult for them to get on top of it. Mm. That's just what I foresee. Well. I don't know. It's just it, you, you cannot rule out Mercedes. That's the thing. But no. I, I just think about there's eras in F1. You think about the Ferrari era or McLaren Honda in the nineties and, and, and eighties, and I just can't help but feel the Mercedes era is over. And this is going to be the start of perhaps it might be Verstappen. It could be Leclerc, Verstappen, and someone else. So. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really tight. There's going to be, what, 20, 30 points in it, perhaps. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be really close. Second place, then. People who are definitely going to win some races, we think, in second place, even if no one else does. Well, I mean, everyone's well, going to win races. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the last time a team finished second but didn't win races. <laughs> I, oh, I do. 2004. Yeah. Um, All right. BAR Honda. Because it's one of those stats. Um, oh, oh, anyway. Um, but yeah, second place in the constructors. 
Can I come to you, Ellie? Um, Mercedes. Yeah. I think we could have guessed that one. I just think um, they're not going to win the title. I think they're going to be in the battle. And I've said, same with Red Bull. And the same with Miles now, first team. Um, but I just think at the end of the year, I think the Mercedes are going to have the edge over Red Bull. I think Red Bull have the edge at first. I just think they're going to have the edge at the end because... I just, I just have, a, as I said, I've got faith in Mercedes, like everyone always does, because somehow they always seem to manage to pull it out bag, and a solid driver pairing helps. So there we go. I've gone for Red Bull, uh, just because of the Perez factor, which I mentioned earlier. I think for Red Bull to win the constructors, they would have to have almost dominant car, and that's not going to happen. I think they might have the best car with some tracks, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to have the best car uh, all season. So, I think Verstappen, even if he is outstanding, I think Perez won't quite have enough uh, for them to win. So, I've got him in second. I've gone for the exact same reason, Red Bull in second. Mm. Yeah. It's worrying level of agreement and a few things in this. Um, yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's not good when we agree with things, Nigel. Um, means they definitely don't happen. Um, but yeah, I just don't think Perez is going to be able to be at that level that Verstappen is when he just drags a car up there. I mean, he's just, it's just the Verstappen factor just cancels out Perez for me. Um, so it means we've all gone with the same number one, which is obviously Haas. No, <laughs> uh, Ferrari, we've all Ferrari. gone for Ferrari. Yeah, mm-hmm. exciting. We've all gone for Ferrari. Why? <laughs> I am so I've been so optimistic since winter break for these guys. Like, and now they're actually good in season testing. I'm buzzing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Got so much faith. Ferrari just have just have oozed confidence. I think. I think straight away when that car went on track, they were very happy, and straight away they were very happy to say, "No, we're not going to bring many upgrades to Bahrain." And then they still were fast. So mm. their original concept is ex- excellent, which is going to stand them in good stead in my books. Yeah, I think I said with Silla when he launched the car that I was going mad over Ferrari uh, and you, Freddie, and Adam as well. Kind of a, uh, gave me a, a, a bit of stick for it. But uh, I think they've been building towards this year. They've got everything in place. The team, the strategy, the drivers, the Notto as well. I think he's going to do a fantastic job with his technical mind this year with the new regs. That's surely going to be a big plus. Uh, so I just think everything's ready for Ferrari, and it's been 14 years since the last title, 15 years since the last driver's title, which was Raikkonen. So I think everything's in place, and it's just about whether Sainz and, and Leclerc, who haven't uh, fought for the title with F1, can they deliver uh, under the pressure week in, week out, and I think they can. I think they're both excellent drivers. And I think they're going to have the car as well. It looks easy to handle it. They could get, get, up, get up to speed quickly in testing, and that's going to be key at most tracks this year. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could have put it better than that, to be honest. I think I'd really back, really back Science and Leclerc. I think, I think people talk about how surprised they were with Carlos Sainz beating Leclerc in 2021. No. Sainz has always been excellent. When he was out qualifying Verstappen at Toro Rosso, he was pretty excellent, I would say. Um, I'm just really pumped for Ferrari to do well anyway. I think I'm the same with you, Ellie. I really want them to do well. And then I yeah. see them doing... I, I, I hear Nigel getting really excited about the car in pre-season. Like, I don't, I don't want to believe this because I, I, I just don't trust Ferrari in a championship fight but this car looks good and they I trust Leclerc and Sainz as drivers so yeah that's where I'm I stand excited. with it it is exciting just, yeah. yeah I think from, if Ferrari are good this could be a great season and as I think yeah. you are exactly and for, just are. that's why for F1 when Ferrari do well it's great for the sport just because it's the biggest brand. They've got the biggest fan base and they probably always will. So for F1, it'll be you know, massively positive. So, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Fun. It's just it feels right to be going into a season mm-hmm. thinking Ferrari are the best. So that will be. I mean, I guess that's because we were all born into Michael Schumacher dominance. But anyway, um, it's it is Ferrari. I think we can just go on forever about Ferrari, which we don't need to. Does it mean they're going to um, win the drivers' championship though? Well, exactly. You've done the segue for me because let's find out. <laughs> we're going to go into our top five drivers in the championship. Um, you can probably guess which five drivers, but which order we don't know. We're going to go over to our New Orleans correspondent Adam Dickinson once again to hear his opinions before we grace you with ours. And safe to say, in this little recording, I think I think Adam struggles to come to a conclusion. And now onto my drivers' championship top five prediction. This is extremely, extremely tough. Um, yeah, it, it feels like there's so many directions this can go in within the season. I'm not sure which drivers will be great, which drivers won't. But I'm going to go with Stappen first. I think the Rebels look mighty strong. I think Harry Perez as a teammate who's not going to challenge him is a huge asset compared to, especially Mercedes. And yeah, I just. After last season, he looked imperious when he was on top of his game, and I don't think he'll be off the top of his game anytime soon. Lewis Hamilton second. Yeah, it, just, it feels like a lot of make or break here, but it could be uh, maybe a back of a step from Mercedes. I don't know. I think Hamilton will still be extremely competitive, and that's why I'm putting second. Then, third place. This is where it gets really tough. I. I honestly don't know. But going to say Charles Leclerc. And Ferrari will be will be back. I think that'll be good. I still think he's got a bit of a gap over Carlos Sainz. Maybe had a bit of a few elements of bad luck last season which cost him against his teammate. But uh, yeah, I've got to commit to it. Then in fourth George Russell. I don't really know how Mercedes can have second and fourth and not win the Constructor Championship, but I'll figure that out later um, because I think George Russell will drop into the Mercedes and be absolutely rapid. I think he'll be a challenge also more a challenge within his team than he's had for years. So yeah, Russell fourth and Perez fifth because Rebel, for Rebel to win the Constructor Championship, then they've got to have two drives in the top five. It, it could be anyone fifth. I can see it being someone like Norris, even Alonso. It could be Carlos Sainz. Or it could be one of the drivers that I've mentioned already that had a bit of a down year. So, yeah, it's a very tough prediction to make. But that's what I'm going for. I'm interested to hear what you say. Goodbye. So, I don't think he's put that through. I don't. Sorry, Adam, but you're going to have to explain to us. Explain that to us after the podcast. We're obviously not on it, so. <laughs> when he's right, when he's right at the end of the season, it's going to be all the more confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Adam's clearly got no faith in anyone and lots of faith in everyone. Um, and I think that was the issue I was feeling when I was trying to come up with my list. I had faith in everyone and no faith in everyone at the same time. But mm-hmm. I, I think we've all at least kind of written something down. So I think we'll do it in a similar account up perspective. So we'll start with who we think is fifth, who's going to be fifth in the Drivers' Championship, who's going to be the, the sort of Jensen Button figure. Um, and I've gone for George Russell based on what I think of where Mercedes are. I just think Russell's going to have a good season. I think he's going to beat Checo Perez. But I just think, yeah, Mercedes isn't quite going to be super top level by the end of the season. That means... He's going to have a higher position, Nigel. Yeah, I've gone with Russell as well. Similar reasons. Uh, I think it could be like 2018 when, when there was like three points between third, fourth, and fifth. I think it was Ryan yeah. and Verstappen. Yeah. Ricardo, what I want to say, was it Ricardo? Can't remember. Uh, but I think it could be like that. Yeah, Ellie. Uh, George Russell, as much as it pains me to say, he's not going to be higher. Um, same sort of reasons, I think. Mercedes, I think it'll beat Jekyll. Um, and by that account, 
because you can gather who else in that, that doesn't mean Mercedes would come second because both their drivers are in the top five. Yeah, I think we all put logic Sergio. more logic than Adam's applied. <laughs> None of us have put Sergio Perez in in the top six then by the looks on that. Um, even though he did manage to get fourth last year, but I think we all favour Ferrari. Um, moving on to fourth, this is very just so tricky. But Ellie, who do you think is going to be fourth in the drivers' championship? Again, I'm expecting a big fat battle. Max Verstappen. Oh, <laughs> did put Rebel yeah. third to be fair. Exactly. So this is why I'm so. It makes sense with what you said for the constructors to do that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also just think Ferrari for me have got a really sick car, and I think there's another person that'll be the mix there. I just I think it's extremely competitive between this top five. I, I, this is why I said there'll be like nine, ten winners because this top five will all at least win one race, if not more. Mm. So, I'm going match stopping. There's no real logical reason to it other than just do a guessing game. Uh, Nigel? I've gone for seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton in fourth. Uh, oh, I have to do it because I put Mercedes in third in the constructors. <laughs> I've, I've got to point four. I mean, I could point third, but... I just, like I said, I think it's going to be the start of his, not downfall, I think that's too harsh of a word to use, but I don't think it'll be quite as good. I don't think he'll be at his best. I think his best has is, is, is gone. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I put him forth. I think there'll be some mistakes. He'll have some off weekends. I think if you add that up, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be in title contention for the first time since 2013. Wow. Wow. Don't think you'll be entitled contention at all. I wonder if I think the same, because I've also put Lewis Hamilton in fourth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, I don't, I don't Someone's got want, to be fourth, don't they? So. <laughs> I don't want to count him out from the championship fight by being in fourth, but I just think there's got to it's just got to be a reason why Ferrari and Rebel are higher in the Constructors' Championship. Um, I just think Mercedes are going to struggle a bit more than Ferrari and Rebel, and by that logic, Hamilton and Russell will as well. I think they'll still be close, but yeah. Fifth and fourth for the Mercedes drivers. Ellie, you seem to hate us, I think. <laughs> I just think, just based on also logic, Lewis Hamilton comes back after losing the world title and battles the field. I know he's not got the car to do that right now, but <laughs> based on that logic, mm. he's going to be in this fight. I just think it's going to You can't... You just don't think you can count him out. I just don't think you can. I think Ellie has definitely got Hamilton as champion. I can see it already. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, OK. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that. Well, Ellie, do you want to go with third, <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> that was that was set up to perfection. He's he's, he's going to be in the title battle with Max Verstappen and and two other drivers and and George, but he's not. I don't know if he's going to win it. Do I want to see him win an eight world title? One hundred and ten percent. It's my dream that at Silverstone, Lewis Hamilton's going to be first, George Russell's going to be second, Lando Norris is going to be third. Yeah, is that <laughs> going to happen? Probably not. Um, like I just. I don't think you can count him out. As I said, I would, if Mercedes had a, right now a stronger car, I'd be putting him as world champion. No doubt in my mind. Mm. I just don't think I can say that yet because I don't know if they'll bring a better car in qualifying. But I don't think you can count him out because he lost the world title. And in my opinion, I think Terry said the best. Everyone's got a child on the back right now because that man can be scary when he wants to be. Yeah, I mean, if, if as we mentioned before, if the lack of side pods or no side pods, whatever. If that doesn't work and they do have to revert to the Barcelona spec, that is going to seriously hurt their season. But that's a 50-50 right now. Uh, they might stick with what they've got and they might go back. But if they do have to go back, then I can't see how they win any title this year. That is basically, yeah, that's why we've got him down in fourth. <laughs> um but for our third place, Nigel, is it going to be the same again? I've gone Carlos Sainz. <laughs> I've gone Carlos Sainz as well. Oh my <laughs> we can't have the same top five ready. 
<laughs> That's just insane. I think, yeah, I think it's just because we both think Leclerc's going to be higher and we just both think he's got that extra flair, mm. flair you get from a superb driver. Is that why? Yeah. I think Leclerc's season last year was went under the radar. Yes, he didn't beat sides in the championship, but there were some races where he was seriously unlucky. Like Russia, he went for the win with a weird strategy by going long, but then he ended up uh, finishing third or fourth in that race. And then uh, in Hungary, he got taken out when he could have easily been in contention for the win there because of Bottas and Stroll going bowling. And then he had some fantastic drives, such as Silverstone as well, when he finished second. He was just as good as Hamilton that day for me. So I think Leclerc, I think he'll be a bit more consistent and he's got that X factor with his natural speed. And I think that can come to play this year. I think, yeah, I was exactly the same as you with that. I was, I was, I just, I put Carlos third, not because he's not great, but because Leclerc is very great. Leclerc's just, yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just you can name more drives from last year, like Turkey, for instance, where he was held firm with Verstappen and Bottas. I think for the Russia drive, it's, he started at the back and came through the field better than Verstappen did until Verstappen did a more gambled pit stop in the rain. So I think, yeah, that's why. I've put Carlos in third, just because Leclerc has to be higher. Um, now, in second, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> I've Did you back yourself got Leclerc. up? I've oh, got Leclerc. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, just because of what I've just said, I think he'll beat side to the championship, but I don't think he's going to beat one driver who is yet to be mentioned. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's been mentioned by me anyway. It's been mentioned by someone else. <laughs> Ellie. Second. Um, Carla Sainz. Oh, okay. Very nice. Carla Sainz is second because of the reasons we just said about Charlotte Claire. <laughs> and I just, I think Ferrari is going to be good. I think Carla Sainz has got a package in the car. He's going to be, I think he's going to be good. And I think we've seen pairs of brilliance and I think as a chance we could beat Lewis Hamilton and Max Stappen you know I think it'll be really interesting if he can do that and if he does that I think you know people start to rate him a bit more than they actually do and give him credit for mm. I hope so I hope so he's an under the radar driver because he's so mm -hmm. I mean he's smooth operator isn't he and he's smooth operator <laughs> because it's not it's not just a song he actually is just he smoothly gets on with it and he's calm and collected and cool under pressure and very, very good. Um, but yes, I have him in third. We'll have Leclerc in second as well as Nigel. Oh, um, we've gone with the same top five. For a bit. Oh, we should have rehearsed it. But that means we can move on to our world champions. We've got for different ones, which is very fun. Nigel and I have both gone for Max Verstappen and Ellie, you've gone for... <laughs> Charlotte Claire. I've not gone for, for Max. I've gone for uh, Magnuson. No. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. For and I think, for me, he's got no more, more weaknesses now. And he hasn't had a bad weekend in the last two years, apart from perhaps Turkey 2020, when he was, he was spinning in the race and stuff. So his consistency, his speed, he's very aggressive as well, which people don't like. But if the FIA, if FIA aren't, aren't going to penalise that harshly, then he's right to carry on doing it. Because if he's only going to get five-second penalties, he isn't going to lose any positions. And why stop? So I don't think that's his fault. I think that's, that's the rules. Well, that's a problem with the rules. So for him, he's only going to get better as well. And I think last year, it marked the start of a new era for me. And I think... He's just a number one driver, so that's why I've got him first. <laughs> I, I can't put it better. Can't, can't put it better at all. That means Ellie, Ellie has got Leclerc. <laughs> yes, Ellie, go on. Yeah, I think I've got I've got him because again the fly card is so good. Charles Leclerc is talented. Um, he's a brilliant driver on on his day. He, we all know that. We've all seen it. He did not just jump into a Ferrari and. What was it 2019 and, and beat a four time world champion out of luck? But he yeah. didn't. You all know that it was good. He's got a proven junior record. 
I think, in my opinion, he will beat Max Verstappen. I think if those two get to come together on track, we're in for a good season because we all saw it when they were doing it. What year was that? That was 2019, I'm pretty sure. And Hamilton was off doing, well, he was just running away with it. But those two were battling and that was a lot of fun to watch. I think if he gets it right, I think he's going to be world champion. He will be a world champion at some point. And I think this time, this year, is the chance. And he's also a very likeable guy. So I also do want him to be world champion. So, yeah. Well, there we go. Um, that's basically it for our 2022 season preview. We've 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 gone different. We've all gone all over the top. I think you can. I think we probably could have ended the podcast after Eddie's opening thought, which was confusion. Um, but um, that's just what makes it exciting. So yeah, just I don't know. If we could just how excited are you for for Sunday for lights out in Bahrain, Ellie? What are you just over just? Really excited. I'm scared. <laughs> yes. I can't explain it. Like I'm just scared. It's because you've I, now I made predictions. Like, well, I never make predictions. This is <laughs> no. I don't do this. It's, I avoid it. So this is me. And then you can see why I avoid it because I come up with stupid stuff like this. And <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe you can no share sense. it in December. Maybe in December I will be right, and every, no one will laugh at me. And I've like, told you so. Could be yeah. right. Could also be very wrong, which is the likely case um, of when I predict things. I'm going to be very wrong. Um, but I don't know what. I'm scared. I think someone's going to crash. I think that's why I'm scared. I'm just convinced it's going to be like a cra- big crash. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, think. Um, I don't that's think we can end there. <laughs> no, we can't. Nigel, think, bring, it, bring it back up. I'm so excited. It's going to come down to strategy, which drivers can deliver in Q3 when the pressure's really on. Strategy, uh, I've said strategy already. Uh, <laughs> mistakes as well. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just so exciting. And, and if we could have three teams at the top fighting, then it could be just as good as last year. Last year was incredible. So I just can't wait for it to get underway. Yeah, I can't put it better. We've got cars designed for racing. We've got Tyres yeah. that the teams don't know anything about in a race condition because all the race sims were done in the daytime. And this is going to be a night race. And we've got cars that can't be tamed at the moment by the team. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be brilliant. We've not got long I now. Think, I think we're in for another 2010. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. 2010. The lady doesn't make predictions, has just made the boldest one of all that, that in 2010, yeah, 2010. four people went into the final race capable of winning the championship. Let's see. Then my let's prediction hope. makes sense. Yeah, my that's prediction great. Makes sense. <laughs> oh wow, this is going to be amazing if that's the case. Um, Ellie, thank you for coming on. We'll try and get you back no again problem. soon. Uh, much shorter gap for the next one. And in the meantime, we'll see you after the first race of the 2022 F1 season. Thanks very much, guys. Goodbye.